comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Beautiful women, avoid looking at us. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 518 of Half Hour Wasted. This is Brad. Yeah. And this is your friend Frank. Howdy. That's Bill. So, how are we doing, guys? How are things? You know, came to this planet in a as a baby on a in a rocket ship, <laughs> crashed in the grasslands of mid-America. And a couple of old kind souls found me, raised me. I would read comic books about Superman and wish that would happen to me. <laughs> that's a uh, that, that's a great setup, Brad. I think we're going to talk about the new Superman and Lois series. Yeah. Also, we had talked about Flash. Mentioned Flash and and, De- and Debris. Debris, yeah, Debris. The, uh, the C. To, thank you for pronouncing that correctly. Uh, yeah, the CW is back, uh, kids. I mean, I guess we could count Batwoman if we wanted to, but we're well, not. I watched the first. I watched the first season of Batwoman. It it didn't do anything for me, and now my air conditioner just kicked on. I hope it's not distracting. And mm-hmm. now it's a whole brand new character. I don't want to start over from ground zero, which I kind of feel like I, I just not interested enough. I I have to say I watched the first two episodes of the new Batwoman and it, it's what you say, Brad. It's starting over. Yeah. Um, I kind of don't care about this this character. Um, it, it's a shame that the uh, that the Batwoman, the actress that started it off with, decided to leave the series because now everything just feels like like we're doing season one again. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm kind of out with Batwoman. My issue with Batwoman was I, I found the first season to be almost unwatchable. Um, I well, it, struck through it about was. half the episodes. It was almost and, unwatchable. And unfortunately, I think they've doubled down on the unwatchability of the uh, show in season two. I I gutted my way through the first two episodes and just like, nope, I'm done. I'm yeah. not even going to try. Um, uh, I, man, I'm, I hate to... Uh, Potentially get flamed by uh, by social media, but uh, man, I just I, I I don't I don't know how there's any hope for that show. And apparently, it's already been renewed for season three, so that may have been presumptuous uh, on CW's part. But I guess we'll find out going forward, won't we? The the actress decided to leave because uh, the work schedule is out. Because I think that's what I heard. The original actress that played Batwoman, it, yeah. it was just it, it was yeah. too much of a, 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 of a grind for her. Yeah, 
she, uh, uh, I think there have been, I don't know if there's ever been an, an absolute final definitive answer. Um, she's hinted at the fact that, uh, um, she had suffered, a, a significant back injury, uh, while doing season one and just kind of didn't feel up for it. Uh, we've also heard, uh, as you mentioned that, uh, she thought the workload uh, was more than she was expecting and she wasn't really up for it. Um, those are the, the two reasons why I've heard that she left. Those seem to be in mild conflict with each other. Um, uh, it does seem to me that there's probably a third answer, which is closer to the truth somewhere, either in between the first two or, or option, you know, door three, I guess. Uh, I think it's, it's almost amusing that uh, we saw a report just a few days ago that uh, Ruby Rose has said that, uh, yeah, she'd be uh, she'd be okay returning to Batwoman now. So, <laughs> did she well, really? It, yeah, she did. Uh, uh, she said they would have to figure out a way to you know make it logical, I guess. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's, it's not a, it's not a spoiler uh, if you've it, well if you've watched the first two episodes of season two. Uh, basically she's dead. And, uh, if you were, I mean, of course it's comic books. Well, they, she, they yeah, can figure out a way to bring it out, but she is dead. Even well, though they didn't well, find a body. The, the problem is that she's, she's dead off screen or off panel, I guess. Yeah. This is a comic book show. So let's, let's describe her as dead off panel. So no, we, we're, we're to assume she's dead, but you know, that could be a red herring. Well, uh, flash, Episode two of this current season is a perfect illustration of dead is not dead at the, very, we, at the wh- very end of it. Why don't we jump into flash uh, since you mentioned it and kind of take it from there. Uh, I'm not caught up. So you guys talk amongst yourselves and uh, I'll just ask questions. It's basically a, a continuation of last season, um, which I was, well, the- Ahead, the first episode, they were literally they were literally not able to complete the last season of Flash because of COVID. Oh, so that's right. Episode, yeah. So the first episode, you know, whatever happened to Wells or, or uh, all all's Wells that ends Wells is the name of the uh, uh, first episode of season seven is literally the close of season six. Oh, that's okay. Season, that's how season six would have ended. That makes perfect sense. That yeah. that makes perfect sense, and it 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 makes me feel a little better. Yeah, and so the second episode is kind of the the the, the actual first gotcha. episode of okay. season seven. All there right. you go. Okay, well now I feel better because cool. I was like, typically this season has this show has, uh, while <coughs> pardon me, while it might have ended on cliffhangers, it's pretty much finished up its main story by the end of the season, whatever current main story they're dealing with, you know, the big bad sure. or whatever. Yeah, they'll they'll leave threads open to continue the next season, but yeah. they'll wrap up each season's arc for sure. Um, so this last one was last season was the Mirror Master. This time it happened to be uh, a female version of Mirror Master. Um, and uh, during, I guess last year sometime, the the actor that plays Ralph Dibney got into some trouble i don't remember the details but i suppose at this point it really doesn't matter so just a bunch of misogynistic tweets it doesn't but tweets were tweets were found that he had written um uh, a few years back 
and that's 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 all that's required these days uh, yeah he got canceled hard yeah there was um one line in the episode that explained where Ralph and Sue were it just said oh they're staying off the grid because yep. Sue was accused of killing somebody she didn't so the two of them are staying off the grid boom done neat that's how you that's how you write somebody off just they're staying yeah. off the grid you know boom um and then they they have said that uh, they're going to provide some closure with the Ralph Dibney character with, with an appearance at some point. Okay. Uh, the, the catch is that, you know, it's going to be a different actor playing Ralph Dibney because Ralph can, Dibney being the, you right. know, being the elongated man yeah. can change his features and he could appear to be someone different. Perfect. So yeah, we'll see a different actor showing up as Ralph Dibney at some point to say bye folks and then leave again. Hang on. Note to self. Mm-hmm. Check. Twitter feed from beginning. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the all the wells. This last season of Flash, there was like three or four different versions of wells. You know, from different universes, they were all they called themselves the Council of Wells, and they were all uh, contributing. And they built an artificial speed force, Frank, because the Flash had lost. He had destroyed this speed force inadvertently, inadvertently, and they created a new one, but it started to do something bad to the Flash, so they had to get rid of the artificial speed force, and one there was some, basically all the Wellses had to sacrifice themselves to save the Flash and heal the artificial speed force or some something or other, and then now all the Wellses are gone. They're gone. And, uh, but at the end of episode two, it's, uh, it like at the very end, you know, the, after the, the episode ends with the flash logo and it goes, yes. and then it has one more scene. This one said a long time ago, and it shows what we've already learned about Eobard Thawne killing the original Harrison Wells and taking his face and posing as him. And we see him burying the original Harrison Wells in a grave out in the middle of nowhere and covering it up. And then there's this close-up shot of the grave. And then there's this sparkly green energy that starts rising out of the grave. And it starts forming feet and legs and camera moves up and it reforms the original Harrison Wells. So now... Ah. And then it says, to be continued. So going back to Batwoman, dead is not dead. Because the original Harrison Wells, the one from season one that Eobarn Thawne killed and impersonated, he has come back somehow. The the original Harrison Wells, uh, uh, before he was adopted, was he in a wheelchair? Mm, I don't remember. I yeah, don't I can't remember. remember he, yeah. okay. I think so. Because he was a public figure and because he had to... Yeah, he it was he was in a wheelchair. There might have been an accident, but why would Eobard Thawne in his in his Harrison Wells disguise sit in a wheelchair if he didn't have to? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Cuz yeah, one of the big true. reveals was seeing Harrison Wells get up out of the chair and walk. And you're like, "What?" Yes. It was very uh, a very guy Caballero moment. It was one of those. Right. No, it was more like one of these. 
<laughs> yeah. Maybe it was maybe it was this. No. It was more like this. Oh my way. Maybe it was this one. No. It definitely wasn't that. No, that's pretty good. I I like that. Uh, no. You have a dun dun dun. This is the one it was. That was definitely when you saw Harrison Wells get up and walk. You were like, "That, Ooh, oh I just God. got goosebumps. That must, know, that thing gave too. me goosebumps." Woo. Oh God! So yeah. at the end of the Oof. second episode, which was supposed to have been the first episode, what a way to start a season! You know, if that was the first episode, the guy you thought had been dead since episode, since season one, he comes back. Yes. We just lost all the Wellses, and now we have the original Wells back. That's pretty cool. I'm. It seems yet another example of uh, CW, and especially The Flash, just doing the most ridiculous things to their storylines. But because Tom Cavanaugh is so great, I'll oh, allow it. He's because we want we want Wells, and the idea that they were writing him out of the show, I did not like. Please so. tweet Warner Brothers and the CW, and l- telling them that you will allow it, because I want to make sure they continue. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'll do that. Uh, as a character, Wells has had so much um, expansion in that he, you know, he's played a jerk. He's played a nice guy. He's played, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, remember when he was the, uh, uh, the, the one that didn't really know a lot about science, but he was like a, he was like a marketeer uh, for Star Lab. His character has had to do a lot of fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's got the best role on that whole show. Definitely. If somebody oh, had said, by a mile. if somebody had said, okay, we want to give you a job, Brad, you can either be the Flash, Barry Allen, or you can be this other guy. And here's a little bit about what you're going to do over the years. I'd be like, yeah, find somebody else to be Barry Allen. I want to be Harrison Wells. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ever want to be the straight guy? <coughs> That's no fun. So I'm glad to see the flashback. So that's huh, flashback. I see what you did there. Yeah, I didn't even mean to. I'm glad to wow. see this television show back because it's it's been my favorite since the beginning. I've um I've had a, a very love hate uh, relationship with Flash since basically season three. So <laughs> it was nice to see the Flash be kind of palatable again. Although. Um, in the second episode, uh, the they introduced a concept called uh, uh, basically super thinking. Yeah, speed which, thought, uh, speed thinking. Yeah, and that's something that um, I'm trying to remember who the writer was, but uh, they they rebooted Flash. Was it New Fifty Two reboot? Um, Len L. U. was the penciler, and I forget who wrote it. It may have been Len L. himself. Was it Francis but, Manipal? It was Francis oh, Manipal. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. It was, no, it, it was John. It was not not no, you. Not not um, the new Fifty Two. The okay, new Fifty Two okay. was was not Jeff Johns. It was Francis Manipal. Did he write it also, or was it Man, Joshua Williams? Place. But but you're right. It was Francis Manipal's art, uh, and um, uh, in that in that series, which I got ten ten issues or so into. Um, they introduce Flash's speed thinking uh, in in that uh, in that medium, I guess. But it it seems like it's going to be the answer to a bunch of problems in this second episode of the Flash season seven, 
And, you know, big surprise, it turns out very quickly that uh, the Flash's new abilities have spawned at least as many issues yeah. as they have solved. And uh, I, I think that, uh, like everything CW, uh, they lay so heavy on the interpersonal conflict that it almost overwhelmed the story itself. Um, yeah, that does. Those CW shows do. They can oh yeah, do I, that. They can I definitely I, do that. I, That's I, why I, my buddy Kevin won't watch anything. He wants to watch them, but he's like, I don't want to see a show about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get it. That, that's how they pad out the series. You know, it's, it has to be like, you know, 20% comic book action and 80% yeah. uh, uh, dating and relationship issues. <laughs> right, right. They don't have the budget for 100% comic book action, so I, I get it. Um, yeah, I just, I think that the uh, the episode itself was, was pretty good. But, um, in fact, I think that this second episode, there were, with the exception of the uh, two times that they tried to essentially capture Barry Allen so they could de-think him, and they failed both times, it was like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, the, it's it's the exact it's the exact trope as the uh, the 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 villain has James Bond as clutches and and. Scott Evil would say, let's just shoot him. Just shoot him in the head. I'll do it right now. And it's like, no, we've got to put him in the unnecessarily slow dunking device. Yeah. It's like, no, why are you waiting? You know, this is what they do in the Flash season two, uh, episode two, um, because they corner Barry twice. And both times he's able to outthink slash escape. And both times you go, well, you dang idiots. You know, you're you're like, okay, Barry, you can't go anywhere now. You're surrounded. Well, he's the Flash, and he moves faster than light. So I don't know how you can even consider that. You know, that that's, that's bad writing. Um, with that said, I, I think this is one of the best episodes of The Flash since, oh, God, maybe, maybe season one or two. I mean, uh, um, since the whole Savitar emo Barry thing. I mean, this is... This is one of the best episodes we've seen. I I was actually, you know, on the balance, I was really impressed. I, I felt it a return to form. So I have uh, I have hopes that uh, the Flash will continue to be uh, will give us more entertainment and maybe just a touch less pathos uh, than we've been getting for the last four years now. So, you know, good luck to the Flash and and his bottom. Speaking of balancing action with feelings, yuck! The new Superman and Lois TV show. Oh, I think they do a really good job with the balance here. Golly, I, I have to agree. Um, I had a preconceived notion going in. I had I had heard some previews and seen some previews, and uh, I really thought it was going to be something that I wouldn't care for. Uh, but Brad and Bill, I'm glad you you talked me into watching it. I love it. It is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm super pleased with it. I I had reservations. I'm like, okay, all the cool Superman villains that you can think of, they've already done it all on Supergirl, and they did it pretty good. I like Supergirl. I think it's a good show. Um, but I'm like, how do you make the Superman show interesting now when all the good villains have already been used? Well, he's got children. He's got two children. You know, that's a new thing in the, in the comics over in the past, 
you know, five or six or seven years or whatever is that Superman has a kid now and he's super. But in this TV show, he's uh, he's got two kids and they're teens. They're twins. Um, I'm sharing the screen with you guys just in case yep. you, you haven't noticed. Yeah. But uh, that uh, Brad, that scene you're showing right now when Superman reveals his powers to his kids. Yeah. Uh uh, was so emotional and so good. It felt genuine. Oh yeah. When uh, I, I got to give it up for those kids because it just felt like real, like they could not believe this was happening. Yeah. And he goes, I'm Superman. Or one, one of the kids goes, you, are you saying you're Superman? And he's like, mm. and well, we've seen Superman. And then he takes his glasses off and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to be, <laughs> you just look like dad, you know, but they didn't, they even just kind of, they kind of stopped. And one of them was like, hang on a second. And then he walks over and he lifts the back of the truck up and then he puts it all the way up and flies up with it. Yeah, the shot I've got on the screen now for Frank and Bill is the overhead shot of uh, Clark hovering, holding the pickup truck and his family on the ground looking up. Yeah, that scene was really that, well done. I was That scene was handled so well. <clears throat> and I was so afraid that he was going to take his glasses off and they were going to go, Superman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? It, well, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, for anybody who watches uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, uh, there's an episode towards the end of the second season where uh, Matt Berry's character. I'm sorry, I forget his character name, but uh, the Englishman, Laszlo, uh, Laszlo. Uh, he he leaves and he goes and becomes a bartender in a new town named Jackie uh, Daytona. Yes, because he's a Jackie, the great yeah. Jackie. Daytona. Yeah, because he's trying. He's avoiding someone, and so he puts on a disguise. It's a toothpick in his it's mouth. All it is is a toothpick. Yeah, just a toothpick. <laughs> and the guy comes up. He actually has a couple of interfaces yeah. with the guy he's trying to avoid, played by Mark Hamill. Yes. Um, who uh, uh, who doesn't recognize him at all until, until like the third time they get together. And to reveal himself, he pulls the toothpick out of his mouth. Yeah. And Mark Hamill's just like, what? Yes. It was you the whole time? <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Great. It's perfect. <laughs> So I was afraid it was going to be that easy. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah. So I think, but man, I, th- I think they handled this reveal really well. I'm glad they did it in the first episode to let his kids know. Uh, you know, the Willy Wonny telling his kids over a handful of episodes or even a season would have gotten really old really quick. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm super happy they did this. There have been three episodes. Um, I think, you know, we get a mystery villain at the end of episode one. We learn a little bit more about him. And I think at the, at the end of episode three, we pretty much know who this person is. Okay. Even though there are still questions, but um, I I need some, I need some explanation because I'm, I'm freaking lost. I I don't, I don't understand the, um, my, my presumption. Uh, and this is not a spoiler because I'm guessing I don't know a thing, but all I can figure is that, uh, uh, this has to be, um, is this Luther from like earth three or something? That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's been specified which earth, but it obviously is a Luther from another earth. Cause he mentions, he says out loud, Kal-El destroyed my world. You know, we need to make sure Kal-El doesn't destroy this one. You know, the Kal-El on his world went bad and with, and it's super cool because we get to see that Kellel in the third episode, I think. Yes, and it's, we do. It's this Superman in his all black costume, which is pretty sweet. 
Which is weird though, because it was an all black costume, but wasn't the uh, the Superman logo still red or something like that? I think it was silver. It wasn't. I it think. wasn't the classic like the black and silver that we're going to see in the Justice League movie. I think it was actually. Let me. Maybe it was. Maybe let's see was. if I can find that. While you while you look that up, uh, I do want to applaud the actress who's playing Lois as well. Um, she, uh, I really like her depiction. Uh, uh, I think she's just a, a, a solid vine for, for this series. I've, she was on a series called Grimm uh, prior to this. Oh, no and, kidding. Uh, I love that show. Yeah. And she uh, she was the wife of Grimm. And okay. then if you're and if you remember, Bill, at some point, uh, uh, she was taken over by a witch or something. So she had to change her personality as an actress. Huh. And uh, and she did such a good job towards the end of that series. I've grown to like her when we first were introduced to her in the crisis crossover or whenever it was, she might've shown up again in the crisis crossover. Might, she might I think we were introduced to her in the Supergirl um, series because that's where we met, um, you know, this current Superman yeah. the first time. But uh, I didn't, I didn't care for her at all, but she has grown on me and I, I really like it. I really like her now. She reminds me a little bit, probably looks only of uh, Margot Kidder, but um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with her now. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to, to Supergirl, when these two characters were introduced, you know, they didn't have much to do. They, they were just in name Lois and Superman. Um, they felt so one dimensional, but then again, they didn't really have much to do. I mean, they have really developed in this series. So, uh, my hesitation on this series resulted a lot from their appearances on Supergirl. Uh, but apparently they have done so much more. Yeah. I think it's uh, interesting that, uh, this whole show is interesting. Um, the, the first thing I think that jumps out at me is, Superman and Lois, it does not feel, and by that I mean it does not look like a CW show. This looks like a freaking movie. Um, I I meant to go back and and find out who the director was for the third episode especially, and if it's the same director for the first two episodes. But the directing is fantastic. And this, this, I think this show is just killing it. I'm my eyes roll back in my head to right now. The, the only, the only part about this uh, show that I kind of am having issues with is the forced conflict between the brothers. And of course there will always be conflict, you know, I mean, it's a CW show and, and they're a family and brothers and all that. So I completely understand where it's coming from, but it just seemed like it just, it, it comes up kind of seemingly, from nowhere as the plot demands, uh, uh, these two brothers are kind of at each other's throats and, and jealous and, and resentful and all that. Um, with those scenes taken out, I think this is one of the best things the CW has ever done. Um, I'm shocked at, at how watchable I think Superman Lois is. And I just, I, I cannot emphasize strongly enough that this does not feel like a TV show. This feels like a dang movie. It, it, it's, it's, it's like, um, uh, it's like every other CW show to this point has had CW lighting people and CW technology and, 
CW sensibilities where Superman and Lois truly feels kind of more like a CBS show. The lighting is a lot softer and uh, it's just, it's almost hard to describe, but the camera angles, uh, uh, the, the, the lighting, the, the acting is very CW. Um, with the exception, I think, uh, uh, Tyler and, uh, Bitsy are both, uh, fantastic. Uh, you're right. And uh, I keep wanting to jump the gun and say, this is maybe my favorite Superman ever. And it's like, now Bill, don't jump the gun. Give it some time. Let it breathe. Let it, let it get to where it's getting to. Um, well, uh, Bill, I'm uh, just kind of in love with it so far. Uh, you know what? I, I have to say right now, I think it is my favorite version of Superman and Lois, mostly because of the of the um, of the relationship that they have. It feels uh, very familiar in the way that a couple knows each other. Yes. Uh, the way they they speak without speaking, especially with body language and yeah. stuff. And it really does feel like like this couple knows exactly what they're going to do um, without the other character having to to um, spell it out, out for them. And, and yeah. for that, I kind of applaud them because, you know, in, in other Superman iterations of Superman and Lois, it, there's always a gee whiz and oh my gosh. Um, you, you don't get that so much in the Snyder universe but the Snyder universe I, I I I just have trouble relating to but uh I I love this version because I feel like I feel like I know Lois I know the person she is and I feel like I know who Superman is and and he's not like a rock star he's more of just someone that um that that you trust and you know he'll he'll follow through there's a familiarity that just speaks to me I, that's a great way to say it, Frank. Um, I'll, I'll, I will second your nomination there. Uh, I, I just, from the first moment Tyler Hoechlin or however you say his name stepped on screen as Superman, I thought I freaking love this guy. I, I love the fact that he's, that he's so human, uh, ironically yeah, enough. Yeah. Uh, um, his smile, his, his kindness, um, uh, with respect to Snyderverse, uh, this feels like, a real Superman. Um, if anything, this Superman is more full of Tyler Hoechlin. How Taylor Hoechlin? Hoechlin. Okay. Tyler. I, I just I just played the pronunciation. You guys couldn't hear it, but it's a Tyler okay. Hoechlin. You're right. Okay. Um, man, I was really close then. Yeah. Uh, no, I you just, were dead on. You said Hoechlin. I love, love, love his version of Superman. I do too, man. I, I love the humanity. Uh, I love. Um, I love the way he deals with his kids. He's concerned for them. He understands their issues. He wants to be there for them. Um, uh, I just, I, I just think that uh, uh, among above all else, it feels like even though you know the kids, you know, have emotional issues with the move back to. You know, because the series starts with them Metropolis, and by the end of the pilot episode, they've moved back to Smallville. So there's clearly going to be growing pains and yada yada yada. But I, I just I think it's remarkable that, and this kind of differentiates it from a typical CW superhero show as well, is that the relationships in Superman and Lois, the the family especially, it feels healthy. 
you know, they're, it feels they're, real. They're, they're not each other's kryptonite, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, in, in every other CW show, half the time, the relationships are a terrible idea. And all they do is they, they bring emotional ruin to everybody involved in it. Um, the, but in this show, it, it feels like you say, it feels, it feels real. You no, know? I mean this, you know, if such a thing were to happen, this, this could happen. I just, uh, um, I mean, all the way up to uh, uh, even, you know, the, the twists that they've had so far were, hey, it's two brothers and, you know, one brother is kind of a loner video game player. The other is captain of the football team. And guess what? Um, it's the loner who actually inherited some superpowers. I will be shocked, you know, at some point, Jonathan Kent uh junior or whatever has got to develop something. I, I don't believe for a second that this series is going to go all the way through. And, you know, one of the brothers will have remained just exclusively human while the other brother has enhanced strength and, uh, and laser eyes. My, my, my theory on that bill is that, uh, with Jordan, they're going to end up, uh, giving him maybe, super speed like they'll split the difference on powers yeah so uh so jordan will have the laser eyes and and uh john will have like super speed or maybe he can fly uh something along along those lines yeah i I find it hard to believe that uh you know that they won't develop you know the the suns throughout the run of the show at you know Obviously, that's kind of what the show is here to do. So I like uh, the, makes perfect sense. I like the conflict I, I, with the sons. You know, you, you mentioned you thought that might get old or whatever. I think it's natural. You know, you can tell they love each other. You know, yeah. they they sit and next to each other on the same side of the booth in the diner. You know, they're <laughs> they're buddies. That's you know, right, they do. <laughs> they're they're um they're best friends with each other. You you had a best friend growing up, but how many times did you want to punch your best friend in the face? I mean, it just happens. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think I, it's I, really I'm well weird. done. I'm weird in that I, I never really felt that way about uh, my boy um, my boy Kenny growing up, my boy Mike now, um, and of course I had a sister, not a brother. So I I've literally I've literally never lived through that kind of relationship. Uh, uh, most of my friends have brothers. Uh, I I was one of the few that didn't. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'll freely admit that I don't know from personal experience what those dynamics are like. It just, it seemed like, it seemed like the conflict between the two brothers was really over the top and borderline maudlin and, and if anything else almost seemed forced, um, even if it's understandable, you know, the conflict itself is understandable. The reactions to it seemed very CW. If, If anything did, just the fact that I'm going to hate you forever, you know, that was never said literally, but you know, the, the, the hurt, the hurt feelings from these, from these, these interludes, you know, with each other, it just, I don't know. Uh, again, it, you well, know, it's a CW show. There's going to be CW elements in it. This is one of the CW elements. So I understand it and, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm going to live through it. Uh, I, I, uh, I would like to to applaud Tyler, who you know, uh, uh, who plays both Clark and Superman. He actually has to act in three different ways in this show. He has a Superman persona. Yeah. He has his Clark as a father 
and uh, and a husband role, which which he plays differently. And then he has the public Clark, yeah, which is a very different role, and he does it so well that you know when I would see him as public Clark, he puts on the persona of the uh, of the. Uh, cool dad a little bit that the goofy uh, cool dad the goofy dad who's trying to be cool and doesn't overplay it he plays it just right that you agree that it feels like like that is a real person uh uh, that is a real guy trying to be a cool dad uh i uh, i applaud him so much he is so good you are so stinking right you have maybe never been more right frank um (laughs) his his appearance in the uh the hallway um, and then the school hallway to uh, diffuse a situation. We'll yeah. we'll leave it at that for those of you who haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, the it always bothered me that Christopher Reeve played Clark Kent, and and we realized that it, it's a movie, and you know, it's some of us played for comedy, but he was so inept, you know, uh, when he was playing Clark Kent, he he hammed it up so badly that it, it just feels nice to see a Clark, you know. To see a Superman going to Clark Kent, who is presenting himself to the world as Clark Kent, and he doesn't pre- he doesn't present himself as just an inept buffoon, you know he doesn't he doesn't you know he's not playing himself for for comic relief or ridicule. Um, I, I find that refreshing. Um, again, I'm just I'm just kind of shocked as Brad is kind of uh, he's looking through. Uh, we're seeing Brad screen share and skim through the uh, second and third episodes. I think he's looking for that scene. Uh, with Superman yeah. in the parallel world, uh, which is awesome. I hope he finds it. But it's just reinforcing to me how great the, the production of this show is, if nothing else. Um, how well the show is cast um, and, and how well it's acted. Uh, I think even the boys are uh, good. And you, know, you almost look at the boys and you go, are you guys related to each other? Um, because even though one's blonde and one's brunette and they have completely different hairstyles, they really do. You know, if you told me that these, these two humans were brothers in real life, I wouldn't push back much. I, I, yeah, I, I totally buy that. They're, that they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And as, as what little I know of how brothers interact with each other, you know, it does seem like it's realistic if, you know, drummed up a little bit for television. Uh, I I would say that the uh, that the one fakety about it is that they seem to get along a little too well. <laughs> well, uh, siblings siblings tend to to kind of you know while they do get along they also hate each other usually. Oh, but uh, we see that oh, we see them yeah. getting mad at each other. I think yeah, yeah. you know if this I, was a TV show, in real life, it would be a little bit more. Yeah, but if if <clears throat> it would get old really quick if every time the kids showed up on TV they were just. <laughs> Hating each other and yelling at each other. Oh, that would be unwatchable. I no. like the I like the scene that I've got paused here where Clark is walking yeah. the the heavy uh, ice water cooler out and he's acting right. like it's yeah, like Gatorade it's Gatorade jug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, this is heavy. Give me a hand, would you? Yeah. And do you, yeah, do you hear what they talk about right there? Where he goes goes, don't overdo it. Yeah. There, there's a little line at the end where he goes, here, uh, let me make it look like you need help and. There's something. There's a line that goes. Yeah, don't overdo it. And then they, they start to to lift it. I wonder if that shot I'm looking for is in the very. Is it in? The, no, it's not in the pilot because we don't see. 
Oh no, it's either in the second or third. Yeah, yeah I really thought it was a third episode, and I, I, I may be wrong. I, I watched them uh, pretty much. Um, I, I realized um, I was confused because uh, when we first started uh, talking uh, off screen about uh, doing Superman and Lois in this episode, um, I had seen uh, the the premiere episode uh, up with uh, Buddy Mike in Oklahoma, and I swore that it was two episodes. And uh, I guess it, it was because as I went back to watch episodes two and three in preparation for the taping uh, today, um, I realized that, oh, I'd, I'd already seen episode two. I just I don't okay. know if it, it was real late at night. I may have I may have had a beer in me or two, um, but uh, I didn't really remember the first episode becoming the second episode the first night we watched it. It just seemed like one really long ass episode. Yeah. So going back and watching the second episode, it was like, oh, well, I've already seen this. And you know what? To its credit, I ended up watching the vast majority of it a second time through um, just because I was enjoying the process of watching it. Um, I, I I can't really give much much higher honor to a show like that than, you know, than, than watching it a second time just kind of for fun. I, told- I, almost, I almost never watch shows twice. You know? Yeah. That yeah, shot same. I've got frozen there, I totally – would buy that they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They, they resemble each other. I mean, they, you know, um, would you want to talk about Debris? Oh yeah. So there's a new, um, well, we could touch on Debris. Yeah. We'll just, I've only seen the first episode debris. It's called debris. It, there's a, no, that's American. That's, that's the ugly American pronunciation. Yeah, I know. Um, schedule. Uh, there's yep. a, <laughs> the the opening title card for De- debris says there was a wrecked spaceship alien spaceship passed you know through the solar system or whatever near earth and pieces of it had been raining pieces of its debris had been raining down on earth and crazy stuff starting to happen and so the first episode uh is all this weird stuff happening to people and it's so it's hard to even explain what's going on. You, I'm totally in, it's like a sci-fi mystery. I kind of, after the first episode, the feeling I had was the same feeling I had after watching the first episode of lost, which is I have absolutely no idea what's going on. What is the mystery? I have to know. It's that okay. simple. Um, I've seen, uh, I, I watched the second episode last night um, and finished up the first episode last night. I'd watched like the first 40 minutes of it. And uh, this show was described before I saw the pilot. This show is described kind of as a, uh, the kind of the love child of X-Files and Fringe. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, boy, girl, agent, uh, trying to solve uh, um, unsolvable mystery, um, and uh, uh, the fun fact: uh, the spaceship that broke up and has been uh, has been showering the Earth for the last six months. That's uh, uh, that is Oumuamua. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's the that's the asteroid that that came through the solar system back in what 2017 or whatever that a lot of people say was a spaceship. It was the, uh, the elongated cigar shaped, uh, uh, comet that didn't have a tail that, uh, kind of came through the solar system a few years ago. Any, anybody remember that? Anybody? 
May I remember that? No, and are you saying that that's what this is supposed to be in the TV show? Yep, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. In fact, I think they, I'm, uh, again, maybe I'm crazy, but I thought they explicitly said that in the pilot episode. Um, I guess I could uh, fire it up and take a look. But no, the uh, the intention is that, uh, um, and I think it, it it's kind of a wink uh, to, to a lot of different people. I think it's really clever that, that they're basically saying, hey, that that comet or asteroid or whatever that came through the solar system a couple of years ago that everybody thought was really weird because it was really weird shaped and didn't have a comet's tail and and there were, it, it 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 didn't have a lot of properties that normal comets have you know so there are a lot of people there's a lot of you know area 51 types who are pretty sure that um, uh, that that this asteroid was in fact a spaceship possibly an abandoned or a dead one or something um, before it left the solar system again. So they're, they're, they're taking this real life event and they're saying, no, it really was a spaceship. And by the way, it just happened to crack up and that's, what's raining down on the earth for the last six months. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, uh, just, it's really clever. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, uh, J H Wyman, the showrunner, uh, actually, had something to do with fringe. Yeah. Uh, he was a writer on about, uh, about half the episodes. It looks like, yeah. um, and directed a couple. So I think you're, I think you're mistaken about them saying it was a, that it's supposed to be this thing. Eh, it's possible. Then again, I was watching it at my parents' house and my dad would ask a question every five minutes. Oh no. Who's that? <laughs> That's, that's uh, was it along those lines, Brad? Dad, I've never seen the show. I don't know either. Okay, yeah. quit asking. I, I think at one point I flat out said, I don't want to watch the show in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I were watching it, and my dad, I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. That, that But that's funny. I can totally. Is uh, he dead? I, totally understand, I don't know, Brad. Dad. Mom, <laughs> right. can you pause it? Sure. What's wrong? I don't want to watch the show in these conditions. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So sad. Uh, does your dad do that quite a bit while watching TV shows, Brad? Only if it's <laughs> not a Western. Gotcha. Or a hunting show. Then mm-hmm. he's, he's all in. You know what? My dad, I tease my dad, but he's a good dude. He watches The Bachelorette with, and The Bachelor with my mom. That's a that's a that's, that's true love. That is true love. There, my dad is a saint. <laughs> but you know what, my mom, she's a saint. Why? Because she'll watch spaghetti westerns on the couch next oh, to my dad. That's nice. <clears throat> anyway, so I'm in after one episode of Debris. I uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely in, especially knowing that J H Wyman was involved with Fringe. Heck yeah, yeah, I'm in. Totally. Um, I could never find the scene in one of those episodes with um, Tyler Hoechlin in the black, but I found a still image. And is that uh, Matt? because so, in the, in the this, scene we saw, uh, is that not from Crisis? This this actually, saw, yeah, this might be from Crisis. Yeah, well, Brad, saw, he was outside floating in the night air above all the troops, including Captain Luthor. Yeah, let me see. Oh, I thought that was Captain Lois. What? Or, I'm there sorry, it is, I right there. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Lois's dad. Uh, or 
you know, alternate universe Lois's dad, uh, uh, General uh, Lane, uh, oh, was one of Luther's mates in the in the the trenches when they uh, had the very unfortunate run in with uh, evil Superman. And that dog tag that they that they were flipping between their fingers, uh, it looked like it said hell. Yeah, seven seven three four. But then when you turn it upside down, it said hell. You know, like in when you like on a um, uh, calculator. Calculator, you do you do five three one eight oh oh eight, and you turn it upside down. It says boobies. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm going to try that sometime. The article I was just looking at said that that scene is in the second episode. So, huh. Because the ship, the ship is destroyed. Captain Luther's ship is destroyed. And then he goes to some sanctuary to talk to his computer. Yeah. And then they recount kind of what happens. And it's a very short scene. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm missing it. Because I'm skipping through 10 seconds at a time. That could be it. I'm gonna it keep was, going. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I I did just find a um a still frame uh, of uh, right here. See that, Bill? Yep. That's the one, and he, it's the it's the black and silver. See that? I don't know, dude. That that looks uh, that looks uh, uh, blue and silver to me. Or is it? This okay? is not a dress like blue and gold. The whole thing with the dress, yeah. I forget which, which is which, but. Uh... <laughs> Bill, you need some decongestants, buddy. Are you okay? Yeah, I do. Allergies are annihilating me this morning. It's really ah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'll, I'll I'll go two or three days and I'll be fine, and then I'll spend about a day and a half just on my freaking back, just mm. being annihilated. No fun. So the the flonase and the uh, the allergy eye drops and uh, all that nonsense. I'm kind of hoping will uh, will be kind to me at some point because yeah. Yeah, I can I can tell it's uh I can tell it that that's all up in my voice too. So it's fun. This this is not the time for me to start my voiceover career. We'll just say that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, so back to back to Debris. Yeah. Um, I think that I think the show has a lot of promise. But uh, were we were we talking about this uh, before we shot? I'm, you know, how does this this seemingly one note. Uh, idea sustain itself for a number of years uh good question i guess that there's they're going to find plenty of uh room uh for it to for the story to grow um but even uh even fringe opened itself up with just you know fringe didn't uh pigeonhole itself to basically one event yeah uh, you know or one one incident um you know uh so i just i think it's going to be very interesting to find out where the show goes um i will say that this does feel like and i don't mean this as as uh i don't mean to, to knock the show when i say this but this absolutely feels like what fringe of the x-files would be if the show was produced in 2021 um it's a really competent show it's done well but man are these show are these characters are all very very woke and I don't mean that to sound like a pejorative. You know, I'm I'm not kicking anybody in the in the the stones over this. I'm just making an observation that um, these characters are all kind of ideals of what people want to see people be like in 2021. You know, in, the, in this new you know in this new age of 
empowerment and inclusivity and uh um you know it's just uh it's just it's interesting how the inner the the personal interplay between the characters is very different than uh the what i'm used to seeing in shows like fringe or x files say um and, and again none of this to say that this uh, that's a bad thing it's just it's an observation um but it just it struck me as remarkable and how obvious it was the way they're writing these characters and the way they they deal with each other um uh, this guy uh, jonathan tucker whatever uh jonathan taylor the lead character number one he's he's kind of weird looking um he has uh he has some really haunted eyes and it's interesting that they chose a human who looks like this to be the lead of this tv show because he is not the classic definition of the square jawed protagonist um uh, maybe joshua jackson wasn't either um no he was definitely not but this guy it definitely falls into that. No category. offense, Joshua Jackson, in case you're no, listening. No, 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 he's he's fine. He's fine. And Joshua and his little button nose were fine. Um, uh, this guy, uh, Jonathan, whatever his name is, and his uh, his weird his, his weird thousand yard stare, crazy eyes, uh, uh, is just uh, a 2021 version of same. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting how there's there's a lot of concern about other people's feelings and uh you know okay that's all good i'm my uh my track record on feelings is uh is not something that we need to hash uh, hash again um so i'll just leave it right there but uh this is a really good show it just has a different feel to it, it has very a literally very modern feel to it so i, I think it's going to be interesting um to to see where this thing goes uh the the central mystery is yeah so pieces of this spacecraft crash to earth and around them weird things happen. And, um, so there are manifestations and things that almost feel like ghosts and, and weird stuff floating places. And, and, uh, um, there's just, there's a whole ton of mystery, uh, right now. I can't and, wait to uh, see how it, how it progresses. I'm going to, I may watch episode two when we, uh, finish this episode. Yeah, um, I think it should. Um, if you enjoyed the first episode, uh, yeah. you will definitely uh, be ready for episode two. Cool. Um, it's not a. There's no. There's no quantum leap from episode one to episode two. It's still very recognizable as the show Debris. Cool. Yes. So uh, so good times. I, I think Debris is uh, very promising, and uh, any sci-fi nerds out there like me, um, uh, like you fellas, uh, should give it a shot. Uh, I found it on Hulu. Uh, you might have Peacock Network or, or God forbid, actually DVR it off of uh, channel, you know, off channel four or five or wherever you get it in your hometown. But uh, I found it on Hulu, and it works really well on Hulu. Yeah, so. give it a shot. If you like sci-fi and mystery, give it a shot. Yeah, and if you're looking for something new that's not a CW show, um, and uh, now that WandaVision is over, um, uh, this is going to be a more cerebral a uh, bit of sci-fi, unlike the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be uh, apparently uh, punching people in the face a lot. So uh, can't wait for that. Yeah, this this will. I'm just saying that that uh, debris may fill a kind of emotional market niche that is uh, frankly missing right now. Um, so yeah, the sci-fi procedural mystery uh, we've not really had since say the third episode, uh, the third season of Fringe. Um, so yeah, 
give it a shot, kids. Uh, um, I give it, uh, uh, I give debris three, three reverse flashes out of five. But and, and Brad, how about you? How many? Uh, and a the, just with the one episode you've seen, the two episodes I've seen. Um, oh, for Brad, Brad's only seen one. Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it three and a half at this point. That's enough to to hook me. Yeah, I give it a I give it a, a very strong three. That's not okay. a that's not a weak three. That's a very strong yeah. three. That's a that's a three that I expect is going to grow. That is going to grow as the show grows. So um, it, it's a uh, it's a three with a lot of hope. Well, we shall see. We will. Frank, take us out. Uh, you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Please send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. And you know what? If you have a friend out there, tell them to give us a listen. We'd appreciate that. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 469-298-9739. An easy way to remember that is go wax type nine. And until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm one of the crazy eyes. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour 